Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Goofy classic, I guess. Yeah. Um, 1995, a Goofy movie. 1995, a Goofy movie. I'll take it. Pretty much... uh, uh, this was uh, in heavy rotation in my life. I enjoyed uh, watching this movie a lot as a kid. We'll find out what uh, everyone else thinks about the movie here shortly. But before we get to that point, we always want to remind everybody listening in, uh, if you've never found an excuse or reason to watch a goofy movie, please make this the reason that you do so. It's currently streaming on Disney+, Plus, so go find it there if you want to, or you know, just dig out your VHS tapes, man. It's in there somewhere. I think everyone had this movie. Uh, so find it, watch it, and you can come back and join us for the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to do that. And we're back. All right. We've all seen the movie. Now we can talk about it. And uh, Mandy, of course, you and I, we don't like to talk about these movies alone because we would just find something to argue about. So uh, today we are very excited to have uh, two new guests to the podcast. That's right. We've got a duo here. Two new guests to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Musicians. Uh, we've got Katie May and David Bolema, everybody. Yay. Welcome. Welcome. Thank welcome. you for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, We're broadening our horizons here. Usually we just have comics. (laughs) uh, I know Katie has dabbled in comedy before. uh, And David, have you ever been on stage as a comedian before? Nope. Just uh, just, sound. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. You were, you were sound at Louis in Kalamazoo for a very long time. That's how I was able to get to know you. Uh, So yeah. And then otherwise you guys are musicians in a band and, and talk a little bit about your band. Uh, so we're in a band called Katie Needs a Life and, uh, I'm Katie and stuff. Um, it's a synth pop band. We call ourselves sad pop because it's like pop music, but it's pretty sad. I play the (laughs) synthesizer and I sing and David plays the bass and we have a couple other members that are not present today, but, um, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, we all cry and stuff. It's really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you guys were listening in on Twitch before we got started, I did play a couple of excerpts from a couple of the songs. We'll also play those songs during the break uh, that we take here shortly. Um, during the Twitch stream, you'll be able to hear it there on Twitch. Obviously, if you're hearing this after the fact, that's not going to help you at all. But this is just a reason why you should be watching us record on Twitch or if nothing else, at least following us on Facebook. So that's a plug for us. All right. So we made you guys watch the movie. We always ask everybody who we have on the program. Uh, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we forced you to watch it for the podcast? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it must have been like around like, the time it came out, probably. Yeah, <laughs> a good uh, 15 years, probably for me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Mandy, how about you? I have never seen this movie. Never. Okay. All right. Cool. I have, <laughs> obviously, this one was one of my choices. Uh, I have watched this movie a ton when I was a kid. I love this movie like the songs i'm a big fan of musicals and this was another way to sort of sneak a musical in here and there um i like the music in this movie and i like uh you know the whole story i like goofy i liked the goof troop did you guys ever watch the tv show the goof troop yeah i I feel like i did but that's another one that i have not revisited in a a really long time nice all right so we're gonna get some hot takes on a goofy (laughs) movie very good Uh, All right, so let's move on to our first activity that we do with all of our guests. And of course, that has a theme song that goes with it. And the theme song goes like, where's it at? There it is, like this. 
chop this, chop this synopsis. All right, this is where we ask the guests of the program to take this movie and condense it down. Hold on, you have to stop saying program. (laughs) (laughs) Because I won't be able to hold it together. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Uh, um, uh, All right, welcome uh, to the the podcast. That's what I have to call it now. Is that what I'm doing? Right, I mean, is uh, that how you normally say program? No, program? no, I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't know what it is today. Today's a thing. But anyhow, uh, we always ask everybody <laughs> program. Yeah. Uh, to uh, describe this movie in 10 words or less. So uh, if anybody wants to volunteer to go first, take it away. I will not be volunteering to go first because I ran out of time and didn't do it. So if anybody's got a, t- a 10 word or less synopsis, please uh, go ahead. Okay. Power line fucks. That's, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. Mine was uh, just talk to your kids, ask them what's wrong. <laughs> sure. Nice. That's, yeah, that's a good message for this movie. <laughs> and Mandy? Um, I have an animation of the fear of becoming your parents. That is the case. Yeah, this is definitely a personification of, of such a thing. Yeah, we get the dream sequence right in the middle or right in the beginning of the movie, which I thought was a fun way to kick things off. But uh, all right. Yeah, so. with um him dreaming of Roxanne looking all sexy. I was like, OK, she's an attractive car- cartoon character. You I, know, I think that's There's probably a- why I enjoyed this movie so much as a kid. <laughs> I think I had the hots for Roxanne for sure. I mean, she's a very beautiful, like, it's weird, you know, especially because she's not even human. Right, right. (laughs) But she's got those really bright eyes and, like, like, cute nose and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she's pretty thirsty, so you can tell. And she seems attainable, right? Like, she seems like Max could probably make that work, you know? So you're... you're, I mean, as long as you can, like, rock out on stage, apparently, but... (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think she was there for him before uh, before he was a rock star. He just didn't know it yet. So he had to get his own. He had to gain his own confidence. I think that was the message of that uh, portion of the pro. Oh, wait, can't say program. Sorry. Uh, of the, <laughs> <laughs> that portion of the movie. Uh, all right. Let's kick things off with a little bit of a clip here. We do play clips from time to time. And if uh, uh, we'll go ahead and throw out the first one here. It's only power line, dad, the biggest rock star on the planet. Oh, a lot bigger than Xavier Cougat, the Mambo King. Everybody Mambo. Now, Xavier Cougat, that guy fucks. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, everybody remembers this classic. Yeah, <laughs> the Mambo King, for sure. It's very, very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, you're not a huge fan of the, the Goofy movie, uh, or of uh, a Goof Troop. Uh didn't necessarily watch this as much as a kid. Uh, what I'm going to do then is steer into the direction of asking you guys, uh, if you were to be given the reins on the podcast and tell us what to watch, what would you guys say shaped your childhood? Um, when it comes to like TV shows and stuff, I was super sculpted by Nickelodeon and stuff. So okay. it would have been, uh, not to say that I didn't listen or watch like goof troop and stuff. Um, or those Disney, shows they're just not as uh deep in my memory as like episodes of are you afraid of the dark and spooky stuff like that nice yeah Yeah. same with nickelodeon for me like but more like uh pete and pete reckless modern life stuff like that yeah yeah very good i was never allowed to watch um with the weird like ren and stimpy my parents wouldn't let me watch ren and stimpy they would like i don't think they would have let me watch rocco's modern like anything that was strange to them 
they were not a fan of me watching and i was i always hated it's that the devil <laughs> right that's i think that's what it was man they wouldn't let me watch scary movies they wouldn't let me watch weird stuff uh and then i just grew up like it like consuming it underneath the radar you know i would just find it and watch it otherwise uh and i think they should have just left me alone you know then yeah. ren and stimpy's like your porn <laughs> yeah yeah that's what it was like. Ren and Stimpy has one of the best theme songs ever. Like it <laughs> yeah. is catchy like a cold. I love that theme song so well, same much. Same with Log. Like Log was oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I mean Cinnamon Toast Man became one of my heroes growing up. You know, it's like uh I don't know why he was big and strong and made of toast, but it was something about how he like made the cinnamon happen. Sure. And that I think that too, like cinnamon toast too, just in general, is just a very like 90s thing. Because kids don't eat cinnamon toast anymore. Like They're that's what we out. yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people who breaks the boundaries by having like toast sandwiches and stuff. Some people really don't like that about me. They think that makes me a bad person, but you know what? Toast sandwiches are fucking fine. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, so let's talk about. I mean, hold on. Toast sandwich isn't like, isn't it just like toasted bread, but like what's in between? Well, no, it's like the toasted bread is the in between. Whatever. I don't want to get into a fight with you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm curious because. Like any sandwich that's toasted is just like it's a sandwich. So I was like, oh, I guess okay. if there's butter on it, it's like a butter toasted. I don't know. I was just curious. Okay, get ready for this because it's pretty wild. Okay. You can jazz up the toast however you want to, but if you just want to enjoy yourself a toast sandwich, it's like two pieces of bread. They can be toasted, but the most important part is the buttered toast in between. There's like not really anything else added to it. It's kind of an underwhelming oh. thing, but you know, so it's you would a, literally so, put a piece of toasted bread between two pieces of non-toasted bread? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> There's I'm zero judgment here. Diets. <laughs> zero, zero I totally do this. I used to take two slices of bread and put them in the same end of the toaster, like you know, not spread them out and put them in the two slots, but put them both in the same slot, so that when the toast would pop out, one side of the bread would be toasted and the other side would still be soft. Uh, so I would like put whatever on the toasted side and then just, you could hold it like it was a piece, like an actual sandwich. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I feel like I really missed out, um, by only now realizing that you can make little dimples in your bread and create like faces <laughs> and emojis and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like for me, my like childhood snack when it wasn't uh, cinnamon toast because that was pretty big was uh, cheesy Tweety, which is just like an open face grilled cheese, but okay. like really easy to make and I don't know, pretty Easier tasty. Heck yeah, I like all this, especially like if the when the toast is like really buttery, like when you like when you bite into it, the butter like oozes out. Yeah, you're speaking oh, my language yeah. now. All right, yeah. I. Don't, I <laughs> Sorry, I got us off track, but I had to find out what a toast sandwich was. Sure. Uh, well, let's stay on track with this. We're talking snacks. What is your go-to movie theater snack? I'm addicted to candy. It's like, um, I don't, I'm like more of a sneak some candy in with me. And then I'm like into popcorn and stuff, of course, but it can be a little bit rich sometimes. Uh, I love popcorn, especially with just a stupid amount of like butter. Yeah. yeah. And like. The cheese dust stuff that they have. <laughs> oh man, I just pile that on, and you gotta get like a little separate cup with more um, butter 
and more of the little topper stuff so that you have it for later. <laughs> You're like halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but then like halfway through the movie, you get like the weird gurgly stomach and you're just like, oh, my body is not processing this butter. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to turn to your gallon of Pepsi. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to keep it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen people that get like real technical with it. They get like the straw and they put it over the nozzle for the butter and then they stick the nozzle way down into the butter to the chamber so it like fills it throughout that's just too much work man you gotta you're here to watch a movie you're not here to you know make a culinary experience as far as i've never been speaking of that i've never been to a movie theater i know this is like a thing recently but clearly i'm an adult with a child and can't go to movies as often as i'd like to uh, i've never been to a movie theater that like serves you a meal and i know like that's a big thing now right like where you uh, can yeah, elmo was like that they yeah like uh-huh. triple pork burgers that were really good oh yeah. man yeah, i missed I'm out like... i know right i missed out i'm <laughs> sad about it all right uh here's another question because you guys are uh musicians uh, it's been told i've heard people tell this a lot that all musicians strive to be stand-up comedians and all stand-up comedians strive to be uh musicians like they just want to be rock stars all the time you know do you guys find that to be the case and what if you got a chance to be like mega famous at anything, what would it be? Okay, so I think that there's something about being an entertainer that's kind of universal, where mm-hmm. like if you like being on stage, then you like being on stage. But I think it's easier to be funny as like a musician in front of a crowd, like an audience that's not really expecting you to have a sense of humor at all. Um, and then when you get on stage as a musician doing stand-up comedy, you realize that it's like, <laughs> whoa, this is like a totally different art form uh, sure. entirely. Um, like yeah. John Mayer probably uh, is the best example of how it doesn't super translate um, to just be good at uh, entertaining. Um, yeah. But then, what do you think? I don't know. I wouldn't say strive to be I, I i mean it would be fun to do stand-up comedy i think yeah but i would probably i like music a bit more i think okay all right good 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 okay so let's uh talk about this it's, being a musician is definitely sexier <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know funny oh, it's a pete sexy. davidson it's always sexy i mean yeah. he's everywhere um, there yeah, are examples in both uh <laughs> where people have worn leather and it's looked pretty all right yeah but then I, there's also like a lot of examples of the opposite where yeah. you know yeah whoa i just want yeah i grew up to be a folk comedian like an acoustic folk comedian that's what i need to be um, it's kind of like jeff daniels that's kind of what he does yeah kind of all right uh let's talk about your since we are here to talk about the, a goofy movie uh do you guys have any standout performances or favorite parts of this movie that you were not expecting so i forgot it was a musical okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally forgot Wait, is, that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are you guys into musicals? How's that working for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was a fun one, especially because it's like catchy music. As soon as I heard the first song, I was reminded. Sorry, there's like a dog here. Um, I was reminded, oh, okay. We like dogs. <laughs> Come here, Zorro. He wants to be on TV. Um, we were reminded that it was like a musical and that it was a good musical and stuff. But nice. I think that the best standout performance in it, because there were quite a few like the initial uh, power line, like homage in the beginning, that was pretty good, but probably the animatronic band. Yeah, I don't ah. feel like there are enough animatronic bands. I feel like they're underutilized. Let's and they're listen. by far the cheapest entertainment. For sure. Okay, we'll get a listen to that. <laughs> You're of course, speaking of Lester's, uh, Lester from Lester's Possum Park. 
uh, the animatronic band. Let's get a listen to them. Howdy there, folks. Lester's is proud to present the Possum Posse Jamboree. Here it is. Here, here it is. Here we go. The lead up. Howdy, important. Folks. Who's your favorite Just sing. That girl really was connecting with Max too. Yes. The little girl with the glasses. She instantly <laughs> fell in love with his haircut. <laughs> Ready for Here we go. I love it. All right, that's enough. just like good wholesome content, you know. It is for sure. Uh, did you guys have you guys ever done like a cross country trip at all with either family or just as an adult or anything like that? Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, never to this magnitude where we were trying to stop at like the sideshow attractions or anything. But I think this movie really kind of influenced what I thought road trips would be like. That the yeah. time on the road would be as rewarding as the place when you got there. But that was never my experience. Sure. <laughs> get there yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, i hate places like i hate like the the mystery spot or like the world's largest ball of twine type shit like i i despise those roadside like oh, I, I, I never I, went to those places but i want to yeah i just feel like there's such like little kitschy photo moments and stuff where right, it's like right. oh you want to blow up your instagram there's this big ass ball of yarn yeah. and you know what like it. i guess that's yarn. true that's probably true now but back in the day, it was always just like when I was a kid, it was like, oh, yeah, you can get a keychain for like nine bucks. And it says, like, <laughs> I visited the world's largest uh, ukulele or so, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why? Or why am I here? But yeah, road I trips keep... were the worst. Yeah, not a fan, huh? My parents, my parents um, smoked. Oh, and yeah, then... windows up smoking. Yeah. And, well, and like I said, they would roll it down and flick their ash and it always go in my eye. And oh, my yeah. my stepdad had a Trans Am, so there were no windows in the back. And they used to like, and this totally like this movie reminded me so bad of this. Like when he's like, I got a surprise for you, Max. Like my parents used to lie to us and say that they that they were taking us somewhere special, and then they'd take us to like the like the fishing store and where and like <laughs> Oh, well, it wasn't even like Cabell. I don't even remember. I was thinking about this watching the movie. I don't know what store it was, but it took forever to get there. It seemed like. And then um, we weren't allowed to touch anything. And my stepdad is like the kind of person that could like look at like lures or just anything in general for like hours. <laughs> and they had a stuffed bear. So I remember thinking that was cool. But nice. yeah, so this is totally it was a little PTSD for me. Very good. All right, let's let's hit the first. Uh, this is the big song that kicks off the movie here, uh, other than, of course, Xavier Cougat. So we'll we'll listen to this. <laughs> been laughing since i can remember but they're not gonna laugh Ooh, mandy once this clip is over you want to do the rundown of who's who on this so we know sure. who's singing and stuff yeah no more looking at losers like him love it all right i love the i love the harmony that's about to happen that i cut it off in front of the no more gym part it's great anyhow uh, if that's not bringing it back for you guys listening into this, if this doesn't bring you right back into a goofy movie, then, you know, there's something wrong with you. But all right, Mandy, uh, you want to give us the breakdown? Yeah, sure. Um, so Goofy since 1987 has been voiced by Bill Farmer. 
Um, Jason Marsden um, was Max Goof. You would know him if you saw him. He was in mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff in the 90s. Very good looking. Um, very short. He's, he's a little fella. Yeah. A little yeah. <laughs> um, he does not do the singing in this movie. No. So I think the only I think he might have done like the on the road song possibly just because that one's not really more talking. Yeah. yeah talky. Um, Jim Cummings was the voice of Pete and he still is like on. And so is Bill Farmer. You know, he's goofy still. Um, Kelly Martin played Roxanne and Kelly Martin was in. Um, oh, Corky. The Life goes movie. On. Life, Life goes on. on. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Um, and then Rob Paulson played PJ. Rob Paulson um, is amazing, by the way. If you're not a fan of like voice actors, Rob Paulson has been in like hundreds of cartoons and things when we were growing up. He was the voice of two of the Ninja Turtles in different iterations of the Ninja Turtles. He's also the voice of, I think, Wacko Warner from the Animaniacs. He's the voice of Pinky uh, from Pinky and yes. the Brain. Just a huge voice acting talent. Love the guy. <laughs> and then, um, of course, Wallace Shawn, you, he, he, um, he plays the principal Mazer. Yeah. You would know him. As soon as you heard his voice, you would know exactly who that was. Uh, Genevon Oy, who is uh, plays Stacy, she was six on Blossom. Oh, okay. um, that's how yeah, I, know right. I know, right? And then um we had Polly Shore, um, play, but he is not credited. Yeah, this is what he said. Polly Shore asked that his role be uncredited because he didn't want Disney to sell the movie on his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like so because yeah, he just felt like he was that big of a star. So um I do love me some Polly Shore though. <laughs> I've got a problem with Polly. I've worked with Polly. I've got problems with Polly Shore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were at one of those shows, right? The, the, yeah. The yeah. I was too, yeah. and it was awful. It was so sad and scary, and like I just felt bad for him the whole time. But I, I loved him in the movies back in the day. Sure. I think this was probably my second introduction to Polly Shore. Was his voice in this movie? And other than that, it was in Sino Man. And then it was like years until I saw Son in Law and stuff. Nice. Um, oh, I remember when he was a VJ on MTV when he did all the Spring Break stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, big time. Right. I'm gonna illustrious career. Oh, here's where uh, here's where part of it happened. Here's a little Polly Shore for you guys. I mean, you guys remember. This is pretty much him through the whole movie. Yeah, it's him in every movie. Yeah. The Leaning Tower of Cheese. There it is. <laughs> Couldn't watch this movie without pulling that clip. All right. So we've got all of those folks in this movie. Uh, and Mandy, did you talk about your standout performance? Um. Well, I don't really have a standout performance as much as I just really liked the character of PJ. Oh, good. I okay. thought every time, like, uh, so I didn't like this movie for, for the most part, but I do feel like the parts that had PJ and Pete in it were like, oh. it's kind of like rescuing me. And the reason why I, I think I liked a lot of the different parts of the movie, but I had a hard time with the whole dynamic between Goofy and Max. It was just very depressing to me. It was yeah. very fresh, frustrating on both sides. So Sure. And oh, and Bigfoot. Oh my God, the Bigfoot part was hilarious. I laughed right. my ass off. That was super great. So PJ and Bigfoot were by far the best parts for me. Very good. I liked the, I mean, I feel bad for PJ because it never like got better for him. It was just a way to show like the opposite. Like, yeah, you might hate your dad. You might hate Goofy as your dad, but at least it's not Pete as your dad. 
and at least you're not, you know, in PJ's situation. Um, I do want to play a little snip. Yeah, but he had that camper, which was the shit. Uh, But I mean, like he was spending the whole time. Artist or something. It was way bigger (laughs) on the inside than it was on the outside. Right. And he had like, he spent his whole time like polishing and dusting everything, though. He wasn't there to like enjoy it. Uh, But here's uh, PJ singing a bit in the RV. Whoa, small wilderness, dude. Didn't expect to run into you. Apparently not. You're just jealous, man, because you ain't got the moves. Yeah, you can keep the moves. <laughs> uh, just hearing his voice, you can hear all of the other characters he's ever done. That's uh-huh. Ron Paulson's done. He's like Jimmy Neutron and a bunch of other uh, crazy cartoons. When we were uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what was bothering us. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we like followed your rules to a T. <laughs> We watched the movie and that is all that we did. And that is for the perfect. Past, yeah, we we're just wondering who all these people are. I mean, I knew the principal's voice right away, yeah. nope. but there were some things that I had questions about with the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do they ever talk about like if Max has another parent, like a mom or something? Yeah, I don't think we ever find out why or what happened no. to uh, Mrs. Goof. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Cause no, because like, okay. Goof Troop, that he didn't, his mom wasn't there either. Right. Yeah. And I I, love, I did watch that show quite a bit. Nice. Well, and okay. So then, like, Goofy is like a photographer at Kmart, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. yeah, like so, an Ol- Olin Mills type glamour shots situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's probably like um, how they're able to like have a nice roof over their head and afford this like crazy vacation just on the fly. Because yeah. Goofy didn't put in any notice for time off. He was like, sure. boy's going to go to the electric chair and just like fled. Um, but it was fine. And I think it's because like his mom is like an executive at some company or something. Sure. Like she works there for Disney go. or something. She may, yeah, yeah. She must be gone. Like maybe she just works for NASA. Maybe she's an astronaut. You don't know. Like maybe she, could she be, is an astronaut. She could be gone most of the time and they have nothing. What are they going to do? Wait for her to come back before they go on a vacation? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe he, she's maybe they're divorced and she he's raking in the child support. Sure. Maybe Mrs. Goof and Pete's wife are like best friends and they are off doing their own ladies trip or something because yeah, we never find out. Yeah, we never find out who <laughs> Mrs. Pete is either. And Pete apparently also has the same job as Goofy. I don't know if he's like a manager, but how can he afford that RV on the same wages that yeah. I don't know yeah. because he's terrible at his job. Yeah, for sure. Like we saw the one interaction that he had with a child and it was bad. And that's his like a parent job is that he's supposed to take uh, pictures of children and stuff. Yeah. And who was taking pictures if they were both gone? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, the yeah. Mom, she's like, all right, whatever. I'll just take the wheel here. <laughs> I mean, um, do you remember Pete had a, Pete had a wife and a daughter in the show though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's know. get a little taste of Pete and Goofy here communicating. I think this is probably at the uh, photo place here. Something's wrong when a kid won't spend time with his parents. But for all you know, he's running around with some gang and stealing stuff and causing riots. And... <laughs> oh, Max is a good kid. He'd never get mixed up in something like that. All right. Uh, just in case anybody's curious, Jim Cummings, the voice of Pete, is also the guy in Aladdin that goes... Swords, you idiot! We've all got swords. That guy when he's like, uh-huh. yeah. So he's also in a bunch of stuff too. He's a big yeah. uh, actor guy. 
he plays Ray in um, the Princess and the Frog. He was also a lot of Winnie the Pooh in the Winnie yes. the Pooh stuff. So yeah, which we it seems weird to hear that voice come out of him, and then also the voice of Winnie the Pooh. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like I want, I want Winnie the Pooh with Pete's voice. Yeah. <laughs> like having, him be all, having him be all shitty to Eeyore. Oh, bother. Yeah. Very upset. There's a rumbly in my tumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, it's like I looked at Pete's character as such like a dirtbag. Like, first of all, he just just like escalating these fears that Goofy's already having right. about right. his son going through like normal adolescent changes and stuff. And like David pointed out the fact that it's like Max isn't like a super popular kid in school. During the opening number, he was being like poked at by like all of his peers and stuff where they're like, you're a loser and a dork and stuff. And they all have like equally cool haircuts. But I think that Max has a really cool haircut. So I don't know where they're coming from. Right, and yeah. like, um, then he does something cool at the school. And then the like principal calls and he's like, your son started a riot. And he's going to wind up in the electric chair and like goofy at that point had been told by Pete that Max was a bad kid and then was reiterated by the fact that the principal called and not once throughout the entire movie until they're in a fucking river. Does he ask <laughs> what happened? And even then I don't even know that they talked about it. I think that he was just like, I'm in love with this girl. And then that's like what happened, which would have been a really great point in the movie for Goofy to say, like, I remember when I met your mother or other parents or something, but right. no, instead he talked about another bonding thing with his dad. It's like, I have no idea what <laughs> is the deal with Mrs. Goof. <laughs> Maybe that's in the second movie. I don't know. Uh, yeah, know. and then Pete throws him under the bus again later on. He too. literally drives over him with his bus. It's <laughs> not true. like Pete didn't see him in the tent in the woods. He just didn't care. It bothers me how much like control Pete tries to have over the Goof family. Right. Just entitled. Like, it's all about respect. Ugh. All right, here's uh, here's Pete uh, ratting out Max again. Is it Pete? Your kid's stupid, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I heard the little mutant telling PJ that he changed the map, so you're heading straight to L.A., pal. Calls him a little mutant oh, right in front of his dad. Come on. He's just a bad the audacity. Kid, that's all. I don't believe you. What? I don't believe you, Pete. Goofy gets a little dark here. Yeah. My word for it. Check your map. I don't need to check the map. Trust my son. Well, you shouldn't, Goofy. Max is kind of an asshole. All right. uh, Let's see. Oh, I do have this clip, too. I might as well play it while we're in this. Uh, It's another part of uh, the Possum Kingdom or whatever the hell that was. (laughs) Who's your favorite possum? Don't touch me. (laughs) This is me at every roadside uh, stop. (laughs) I know. You need a big hug from Lester. Don't even think about it. See? Now you feel all good inside. Beat it, doofus. It's a little bit weird to think about just getting hugged by a possum these days. That's probably my favorite joke in the movie. Getting its head punched backward and then all the kids just piling on it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was a kid, we used to go on road trips and, and like when I say road trips, it was just like up north. Like we never went, we went as far up as like Ludington or Cadillac here in Michigan, like up into the middle part of it. And there was this bear that someone had put in a cage and it was at like a gas station and you could like stop at this gas station and then like feed the bear. 
Uh, and it was always super sad for me. Everyone around it was always like, oh my God, I get to, <laughs> super sad. Yeah, it's like, I get to oh. see and touch this bear. And then I'm like, a fucking bear is trapped in a cage at a gas station. Like it's not even a, yeah. a wildlife place or a, you know, a zoo. It's just a, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. For my uh, daughter's for my seventh birthday, last in the beginning of January, we um got her a fish. We got her um a beta fish. Okay. And normally, I would be sad because I feel like you you know watching a fish, you're like, oh, your life is so dreary. But when we got him, he was inside a little teeny tiny cup. Who knew how long he was stuck in that cup? And there was nothing in there. So I'm I was like, yes, like we made like the best. Yeah, like aquarium for this guy like we're making yeah your life so much better than it was before we got you that's the only th- reason i don't feel bad when he stares at me like this is my life <laughs> it's a rescue fish nice <laughs> when i was a little kid we had like a big aquarium that was full of like goldfish and stuff and they got pretty big because like goldfish can grow to like the size like according to whatever size the tank is and stuff and eventually my dad was like, okay, we'll just go and put them into the swamp and stuff. And they got really big, but then we had a drought. Oh, oh no. So sad. It's okay. We got more goldfish. And honestly, they lived for a super, super long time. And we dug out like a pond and stuff afterwards. So it was like a better environment all around. And like to this day, there are still like big goldfish that live out there. So, oh, you know, nice. yeah. All but right. yeah. Wait, I have a question though. The okay. guy who plays Max, is that the same guy who plays one of the boyfriends to DJ Tanner on Full House? Yes, he was on Full House for a while. Yep. He's been on a ton yeah. of stuff that you would recognize him from. But okay, uh, I wanted to point out here we do have some folks coming in from the Twitch stream. Uh we have uh movie lover Stacy. Uh Loved Life Goes On. So this is some previous ones. Popcorn was her go-to uh snack. Uh, Leaning Tower of Chiza from JD. Uh, I always thought in Goof Troop that Max was adopted. So maybe that's the answer. Maybe Max was, maybe he was a rescue himself. Uh, And then we have Sammy piping in in the chats. Also that says that she loves the two of you, by the way. This is uh, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We are just about getting to the end of this portion of the show. Uh, before we do, uh, I want to remind everybody and route them toward the Facebook page. If you're listening to this as it's happening, obviously you can't participate in today's question, but if you go to the Facebook page, you can participate in our question of the episode. In each episode, we have a question, and today that question is, how far is the furthest you've ever driven to attend a concert, and then was it worth the drive, is the question that we've asked the Facebook audience. I'll be asking you folks this question when we come back from the break also, so give yourselves a few seconds to well, uh, I drove to Kalamazoo to see Polly Shore. It was not worth it. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Um, all right. So in the meantime, though, I do want to make sure everybody's aware. If you are wanting to watch us on Twitch live as it happens, you can find my Twitch account is twitch.tv slash Mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Um, so check that out when you get a chance. And we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. 
And we're back. Please make sure you guys go and patronize our ads there. Uh, it's probably just going to be the, the Elemental Podcast with Stu McAllister. We might throw together an ad for the album. If you guys want to toss something real willy-nilly together, I can put it up uh, before the um, episode release. And so at least that'll point people in the right direction if you guys want to come up with something for that and send it over to me. Okay. Uh, but otherwise... Uh, we'll take this as an opportunity. Uh, just give them one more plug for your album that's coming out. It's at the end of this week. Is that the case? Yes. Uh, this is our first full band studio album. Katie needs a life with friend like Be- with friends like bees available everywhere. January 29th of 2022. Perfect. All right. So go listen to that album and go listen to the elemental podcast um, as well. So, All right, we are back, and it is time for us to discuss the Facebook question of the day. So I'm going to open up Facebook real quick here and see what we got. So I did ask the question um, if you, uh, or how long had you ever gone, uh, what's the furthest you've driven to a concert, and was it worth it? So here we had a couple of responses. We had previous guest Scott uh, said, had to drive to GR two times to see Smashing Pumpkins in 96, I forgot the tickets. Luckily, we left with enough time to make it back and still see the last couple of songs by the opener. Uh, also said that the opener was garbage, uh, like the band garbage. <laughs> uh, and it was, I have seen a lot of openers that were garbage. It would also be garbage. <laughs> uh, and uh, was in love with Shirley Manson at the time, so got to see her perform. So nice. There we go. Um, we also had um, Elena Gonzalez, also a previous guest on the podcast and comedian. I quit my job because they wouldn't let me call in and then drove 11 hours overnight to compete to compete on the Queen Latifah show uh, for a chance to see Third Eye Blind at Madison Square Garden. Fun. Uh, entirely worth the trip. And it says, I've flown further distances for other festivals, et cetera, but less cumulative travel time. So putting in 11 miles to go to the Queen Latifah show just for a chance to watch Third Eye Blind. Uh, we also have uh, listener Stacy said, um, I took my nephew to see Drake Bell from Drake and Josh at the Allegan County Fair. That was legit the only concert I've ever been to. Well, Stacy, you're going to have to get out there and watch some more. I haven't been to yeah. a ton either. I love music. I used to play music. I used to be in a band, but I just don't consume music, like live music very well. Uh, it's just not my scene. Like I'm not into that sort of stuff. Um, my very first concert I'd ever went to was a Weird Al concert in nice. Kalamazoo. Uh, oh man, that's awesome! Huge yeah, fan. Grand Rapids. That's was, like the best, an amazing show. Yeah. The best concert. I'm so glad that it was my first concert, though. I'm I'm glad that I have that in my list of dumb things that I've done with my life. That that was the first one. So it does okay. kind of spoil every concert afterwards because Weird Al has the best band ever. Yes, and it's like the best stage performance I've ever right. there or witness to <laughs> incredibly yeah incredibly good music they have to play everything like you have to know how to play yeah. every genre of music and do it well enough that's true to, like yeah trick people like uh yeah, but i love it they're great even do, like a technical degree because they're like they're performing it you know in a way that's convincing but they're also like the tone of the instruments and yeah. like, the amount of thought that was put into that yeah mm-hmm. like when they're replicating like uh Eddie Van Halen's guitar and bad and stuff. They're like nailing it. It sounds yeah. like the actual ba- backing band for every, whatever. I could go on all day about how awesome Weird Al is. Right, right. Well, and then his like lead, his lead guitar player, Jim West is also like 
a very accomplished uh, musician in his own right. He's won like several Grammys, but he plays like uh, Hawaiian slack guitar music. It's very strange music that he plays, but he's very good at it. Uh, and it just is a testament to like, not only are they super funny and fun, but they're just very good technical musicians. So, uh, ooh, um, did uh, you guys, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, just one more from the Twitch. Uh, my first concert was Tenacious D uh, and it was a great show. We had Brian on, uh, on the Twitch feed as well. So I think it was the, no, well, one of my first concerts, the first concert I went to, like without my folks, I think was Tenacious D in yeah. uh, Grand Rapids. Yeah. Was it a Tenacious D show or were they opening for somebody? No, it was a Tenacious D okay. show. I remember they had this big screen that they kept going behind and then it would do like a, all of a sudden they were in the desert. And it was like, <laughs> nice. yeah. When I saw, I saw Tenacious D, but they were opening for, it was uh, Weezer, Jimmy Eat World, and Tenacious D was the opener. And I, I legit only went to see Tenacious D. I only went to see the opener. Could not have cared less for uh, Jimmy Eat World, who nobody knew at the time. They were the opening act, basically. And no one knew who they were. Uh, and then I just didn't care a ton about Weezer. I mean, I was aware of Weezer and I enjoy some of their music, but I was like, I'm not here for this. I just want to see, just want to see Jack Black and Kyle Gass. So, all right. And then, oh, did you guys, uh, how far have you guys traveled? Was there, is there anything that's like a, a obscenely far distance to go watch a concert for whatever reason? Um, probably not much farther than Chicago or yeah. Detroit. I mean, I definitely, I think the first time I drove to Chicago for a concert was that, uh, Lollapalooza right after they started up again okay. as a national tour but yeah yeah I think that that's probably the farthest that I've gone is for Lollapalooza and I don't know man like festivals are fun because you get like all of this live music at once and you get to see like all of your favorite bands and stuff but it's like hot and yeah. water costs like eight dollars yes. like... we've toured kind of through the Midwest and then out to the East Coast and stuff before. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, like one time I played a show in Austin and that one was super, super fun. Definitely worth the trip, but it just kind of happened to happen because I was helping my friend move. Yeah. Sure. You guys also, nice. you have to have like, like situations where you've, like a comedian has a situation where they're like, I went all this way and I just was, it was awful. Like I bombed or it was a bad venue or whatever else. I'm sure you guys have similar situations oh, yeah, where you, you like, go the entire distance and then you're like where's the stage or where do you guys want us and it's just like a nook in the corner while people are <laughs> eating dinner or, like, or whatever yeah or like you play to the openers or yeah there's definitely like sure place in new jersey was there's a lot of super weird yeah places that we, we played. every show we give it 100 percent are all no matter what even if there's nobody there it's like really great to just get that energy out and stuff but yeah, we've definitely played like a few really weird ones. Like there was one time I haven't drank in like two years, thankfully, but I played a show in Grand Rapids where I had a little bit too much to drink before I went on stage and it was a musical show, but people thought that I was a comedian, which is a bad sign. Um, and then, uh, which just in that context, because it was like, I was like singing and playing music and stuff. And they were like, oh man, you bombed. That was intentional, right? It's like, <laughs> um but yeah like i we've uh there was one show we've talked about it before where we were playing at this uh guy's like birthday party and there were like five people there and it was a fun was show and cleveland? stuff outside cleveland no it was in uh maryland and yeah. it like a show got canceled and we this was the only thing we could find last minute yeah <laughs> and like 
we got there and we have this one song called couch that's like really sad and stuff and like uh we had to do a pared down set so it was like me and my computer and our guitarist reggie in an apartment complex like we thought it would be good to have like a tv on in the background kind of like giving a little bit of a visual to the set and stuff and i would suggested that we put on that like a planet earth type of thing yeah Yeah. whichever one has the walruses that jump off the cliff because there's like this (laughs) uh part of the song where i'm like I held you in my arms and I kept you from hitting the ground. And it was like spot on right when I got to that part. These walruses were like jumping off the side of the cliff. I couldn't see the TV, but everybody just looks horrified and sad and on the verge of tears. Yeah, and I couldn't see the TV because I was like facing away from it. So I thought we were just doing like a really good job. Like... I love this. Yeah. Brought people to tears. Um, all right. So it is time for us to get back into the whole uh, goofy movie nonsense. Let's start out with some games and stuff. How about it? You guys ready for some games? Yeah. We're always ready for some games. Perfect. All right. Let's Noise. do it. Our games have theme songs that were provided by, mostly provided by either listeners or guests on the show. Um, we just spoke about Mr. Stu McAllister with the Elemental Podcast, but let's go ahead and play the theme song provided by him. And it goes like this. Box office theme song. <laughs> That's it. Short and sweet. Recorded it live. It's the box office theme song. Mandy, take it away. All right. <clears throat> All right. So the this movie came out in 1995. What do you think the budget was? What do you think it cost to make this movie back in 1995? The budget? hmm hmm Well, it was, I think it's still a hand-drawn cartoon uh so i'll say two million i'm gonna say 20 million because it's a disney movie with a recognizable character and it's and drawn animation yeah that's a a good that's a good walkthrough i'll say this movie was done for less than 10 million dollars it was 18 million oh nice very good katie yeah all right very close now how much do you think this movie has made roughly up until today worldwide gross I'll give you guys a little bit of an insight on our dynamic here. I, much like you guys, don't do any research at all. Uh, I leave that up for Mandy to do. So Mandy's the brains behind all of this. She does all the research and all of the trivia stuff. And all I do is pull the clips and questions or pull the uh, clips and fun stuff. So I'm in the same boat with you guys. So I get to play along with you. So, okay. all right, go, go ahead. <laughs> how much, how so much did it make? How much do you think the movie made? Oh yeah. Uh, 150 million, $232 million. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll say 30 million. It made 35 million. Okay. Yep. All right. That's not Apparently, which, Yeah. Yeah. Goofy no, doesn't have the loyal of a following as Mickey, I guess. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and also I do have just a few fun facts. Um, so Bobby, okay. Obviously the, um, the musician, uh, with power force or whatever, power line yeah power line yeah he um he is supposed to be based on like bobby brown and Bo- and bobby brown yeah bobby brown and I, once i do that and because i watched this twice i was like oh yeah i see it now nice. um so bobby brown was originally set to be the voice of power line but he was having problems um with substance abuse issues so they fired him um so there's that burger king released five toys for this movie one is Goofy and Max on a raft. The other is Goofy and Max on water skis. Goofy on a bucking Bronco, which I don't really remember that part of the no, movie. No, no. 
Um, Goofy and Max in a fishing boat, which I don't think they ever made it to that. And then uh, Goofy and Max in a runaway car. They had two different cars. So Matt is a huge like collector of like weird little toys. So I didn't know. I thought I'd bring that up. Nice. Do those have any like uh, crazy value because they were only made for a short time and maybe weren't the most like sought after toy at the time? I don't know individually. Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine there was a big run on them at the the Burger King or anything. You know, (laughs) the uh, Ghostbusters slime. Do you remember how there used to be this uh, ghost? Like you could get the firehouse and you could dump slime on it and like. I mean, it was I don't know some toy version, but uh, it goes for like three hundred and fifty dollars now. Oh yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. It's nostalgia, is what it is. Toys. It's not because they were. I mean, there were some toys that were just like incredibly well engineered, right? But mm-hmm. those don't ever seem to be the ones that are like the most sought after, you know? It's yeah. always ones that like hit a special spot in someone's heart and they're like, I'm going to pay $6,000 for a weird ass <laughs> piece of plastic that we didn't care about when we were <laughs> And like, there's only three that are left in the world now. When it came to fast food restaurants and stuff, I thought that like Burger King always took the kids' toys to the next level. Like, yeah. They had they the Pokeballs. They had the Inspector Gadget that you would put together. Games, like a Sneak King you could get in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the they Xbox games. They, yeah. They thought that they had broken the equation at McDonald's by getting Beanie Babies, but no. no, no. I think Burger King had this like method. And I don't know if, <laughs> how long it's been since you guys have gotten a Happy Meal for whatever reason, but anymore, the toys aren't even like toys now. It's like half the time they're like cardboard cutouts of things or just literal crap to throw at your kid in the back seat until you make it wherever you're going. That's all that it's there for. Yeah, we had that discussion because Kate is, she eats as much as like a grown man. And I'm like, babe, I think we might be past the whole, the whole Happy Meal thing. Unless yeah. like, unless there's like a specific, you know, movie or something and they're happy because she's gotten the same like right. cheap ass Monopoly game. Like she, we have like three of them still in the wrappers. So yeah. I'm like, this is, uh, this is going into our landfills. This is just horrible. Lexi's so, really yeah. into Encanto and she keep, she tried to catch the Encanto toys while they were still mm-hmm. at McDonald's and missed out on them and is very upset by them. So we're going to have to, we're gonna have to make a roundabout trip to eBay probably to get her, yeah. uh, her Encanto toys. Uh, Brian from the Twitch stream said that slime is crazy expensive. Even the empty jars are worth a ton. Uh, oh, wow. Just so keep an eye out. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he also still has the glass uh, Batman cups from McDonald's. They did that sort of stuff too. There was a time yeah, when they wanted yeah. to add like Arby's did a bunch of that shit where they were like, here, have a mug for no reason along with your, you know, yeah. beef sandwich. Well- it was like Taco Bell and uh, Pizza Hut used to give you movies. Like that's how I got Bill and Ted. Yeah, was yeah. that we just got the VHS with a pizza one night or I something? Mean, used to give you weird rehashings of Doom games as Chuck's characters. I remember that. <laughs> oh Chuck's yeah. Quest. Yeah. <laughs> there was that time. was the most uh, for like a long time. I think that was the most uh, distributed game that there was because it was in every box of checks. Oh, <laughs> Um, so it was when like I was, an AOL disc from back in the day, like yeah. I mean, in a drawer somewhere. Um, when my when I was pregnant with my daughter, my husband um, took all of the bottles from work, like all the pop bottles, and took all the caps, and then spent like days just typing in those codes to yeah. be able to get it. For, and he ended up getting an Xbox One before they were even like, for sale. Oh man! 
I but was I was kind say, of pissed because I'm like, you don't play video games. I'm about to have a baby, and you spent. Now you have this. Like, what? What about <laughs> having a kid made you think that this is okay to do now? But whatever, it's still pretty cool. I mean, it's oh, no, it's no Xbox One. But I remember when I was a kid saving uh, Mountain Dew and Pepsi caps, uh, and trading them in for the Pepsi Club or whatever the fuck that was. And uh-huh. I got a Pepsi watch. I had enough to get a Pepsi watch. I had a Pepsi wallet uh, that was on a chain. So I walked around. I <laughs> no business having a wallet that was on a chain. But by God, did I not wear that thing until it fell apart because I saved so many bottle caps to get it. <laughs> yes. I remember getting a, a Mountain Dew baseball cap. Yeah. From so there. Yes. Um, I mean, okay. Like when I was a kid, I saved up a Teddy Grahams box top so that I could get Teddy Grahams like beanie baby things I mean, it was pretty cool but otherwise we would save our um like bottle caps and stuff for school drives yeah and those were always yeah. fun because the vocal music teacher always had to do bullshit like he was the only one that was trying to raise the money because he's like let's like get some instruments and stuff and we're like yeah and he's like okay well if we save like a thousand of these then i'll kiss a pig and then if we save 10,000 of these, and I'll kiss a pig's butt. And I don't know why he chose these things as like, what would be the like prize? Cause he did, but yeah, I mean, the, nice. those were pretty fun, but I never like got any benefits from it other than being able to play like a fish instrument, you know, that reacted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that weird little frog with the bumps on its back. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, in the chat right now, movie lover Stacy said, uh, oh my God, uh, I had so many Pepsi stuff, uh, hats, t-shirts, tote bags, a jacket. My sister worked at a gas station and saved me the bottle caps from the bottle return. That's the way to do it, man. You got your own supplier right oh, there. Dude, yeah, but like, like so the awesome. whole the germs, like now like in COVID, like right. you would not even like think about it. I, I legit had every family member that I knew that drank Pepsi or Mountain Dew. And they all had a little Ziploc bag somewhere in their house. And I would go there and be like, you got any bottle caps for me? And I would legit take them back and, and count them all. And when I finally yep. had enough, I had to put it in a big ass like bubble mailer. And it was just packed with bottle caps. And I sent those in. And you know, nobody cares. Like no one sat and counted. Like, does he really have 10,000 bottle caps or whatever it was? Like, they don't care. Uh, but that I, I remember thing- we had like a, we had like a gallon Ziploc bag and it was like, it was like magneted to our refrigerator. Yeah. So whenever you yeah. had a bottle, you'd like put it in that bag. Oh my that gosh. During, so, I haven't thought of this in forever. It was during <laughs> that, that same uh, promotion though, that they had that dude that sued them over the jet. Uh, remember oh. the commercials had that, like, if you save enough, you could get a jet or like an equivalent amount of cash. And then the, the kids saved up enough. He like went through his whole town and like saved up enough submitted it and they were like all right well we'll send you the cash and the kid was like nah i'll take the jet and they were like (laughs) we we can't do that like i can't give you a jet and he was like i'm gonna need that jet and then he ended up taking uh i think he ended up taking him to court i don't know i'll have to look that up but if anybody knows the real story on that that would be an interesting that's awesome all right we got we got games we got to burn through guys let's get to some more games here uh let's move along to this one it sound uh, it's got a theme song that sounds like this Let's play H. Provided by previous guest, Brandon Alberta. <sighs> guess the age. Mandy, take it away. All right. Um, let's go with how old do you think Bill Farmer was when he played Goofy? Or, I'm sorry, Goofy's voice. This is going to be so tough for voice actors. Like yeah. to guess the age of a voice actor, but I don't know, we'll give it a shot. So ni- in 1995, how old do you think Goofy was? 47. 
I feel like you said that he's been playing in since the 80s. 87. Yeah, it was when he started voicing Goofy. He still does today. I think I think 38. Okay, Matt? Back then, I would think he's got to be yeah, probably mid, let's say 35. He was 43. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, today. Um, huh? Nice. And then Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Martin, who was, um, who played Roxanne, who was uh, life go- on Life Goes On. How mm-hmm. old do you think she was? Hmm. Uh, Twenty-eight. I'll okay. say twenty-six. Yeah. Thirty. All right. She was twenty. Okay. <laughs> oh. Nice. <clears throat> That's pretty good. Um, you get a gig at a voice acting gig at Disney for uh, at yeah. 20 years old, even if you're like a side character, you know, you're doing all right. Well, I mean, and pretty much after this, she didn't really do much else. I think no. she did a, like a Hallmark Christmas movie or something. <laughs> so um, Wallace Shawn, who played the principal, since we all know who that is, Ooh, he's also way, like. Oh, yeah. sorry. I just wanted to play a clip. I have a clip of him talking yeah. and get a chance to play. And now is a decent time. So here's what he sounds like. Thank you, Stacy, and good morning, boys and girls. Good morning. You know, every year on the last day of school, I have several youngsters approach me and say, Principal Mazer, what can we do to not waste our summer vacation? Vacation. That might be why I got programs. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So how old do you think he was when he voiced this movie in 95? 56. Yeah, I'm going to say 60. He seemed old in Princess Bride. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll go 50. He was 52. Okay. All right. And then um, do you have any of the clips of The Waitress by any chance? I don't. No. Okay. Never mind then. Because um, that was, she was, you'll recognize her voice. She It's Florence Stanley. She was the waitress. She was also the mom, Mama Ferrero or whatever in um, Trapped in Paradise, which we love. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That we'll just that's it. Um, just for but oh, Max. Okay, the Jason Mar Marsden who played Max. How old do you think he was back in ninety five? Oh, okay. I think we lost sound for a second. Oh, oh. can that you hear was- us now? Yeah. Okay. So how how old do you think Jason Marsden who played Max was? Okay, well, he was probably in his early 20s when he was on Full House. I'm going to say 22. Yeah, 22. I'll say he was 27. He was only 20. Okay. He seems older to me. He's just also the same age, just like the characters in the movie were the same age. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, and he um he's also in the movie White Squall, which if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. And there are so many hot guys. Like I just want to have sex with that whole movie. So since we could play sorry, go ahead. No, I don't know. That movie I agree with you, filled with sexy men, but it's like hard for me to get into boat movies it just makes me feel sick the whole time where it's like, <laughs> I, <love> the <laughs> I, like it. I hear that but we there we usually have a portion where i talk about the person that i would be most likely to want to to do in the movie and obviously there's no one roxanne i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little puppy face nice all right yeah. all right uh, that's it all right we're gonna move on to the next game that game has a theme song and that theme song goes like this Ooh, that sound Provided by Jared Hibbs, previous Ooh, guest and comedian. Sound. The sound that just played you. 
All right. This game is called What's That Sound? This is where I take a sound clip from the film and I ask you what is happening on screen while this sound was playing. So this had to be so hard for you. <laughs> it's, it's okay. There was one of them that was pretty easy and one of them that's kind of tough. Uh, so remember, you can ask me to replay it as many times as you need to. You just need to let me know what's happening on screen uh, during this sound. So here we go. Oh, I know what it is. This, this right. is in the, when he's going down the river and no, he's trying to catch him with the iPhone. No, this is in the opening sequence when he's turning into Goofy. That is correct. Yep. <laughs> That's during the dream sequence when he's, yeah. When he's becoming his father. Oh, no. All right. That was the first one. There's only two of them this time around. So nice job. You're already halfway there. Very good. Second one goes like this. I know what this yeah. is. All right. In the photo studio, when he's using the rubber deck or whatever it is, a squeaky toy to get the kid to smile, he inhales it. And then he becomes a squeaky toy. Yep, yeah. yep. That's it. Very good. Perfect. Two for two. Oh, I am so glad you guys got those because I had nothing. <laughs> Very good. All right. We're going to move right along. We're going to keep this thing a rolling. We've got another game. It's our last game, and it's called, or wait, it has a theme song. It'll tell you. Here we go. First, Matt plays a backwards clip, then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play, let's play backwards, forwards. All right, this game is called Backwards, Forwards. This is where I take a forward phrase from the film. I flip it backwards and I play it for you. Then I give you four options and you tell me which one is the forward facing phrase. I don't know if it makes sense, but it will once we get started. Right now, what you're going to hear is a bunch of the backward phrase over and over again, just to get it ingrained in your head. So get ready to hear the backward phrase over and over. Here it goes. We're going to give it some volume first, and it goes like this. All right, that's the backwards part. Now we're going to play that again with the four options, and you tell me if it's one, two, three, or four. I can play it again if you need it. Here we go. He'll be better behaved. One. I'm really looking forward to Don't worry about it. To see a concert. I'll play it again. He'll be better behaved. I'm really looking forward to Don't worry about it. To see a concert. Don't worry about it. Yeah, for sure. Number three. Okay, Mandy. Yeah, I say same. All right, that is correct. It is number three. Don't worry about it. Very good. Very good. All right. And then this next one. Same uh, little section of the movie. So it's the same. Uh, per- it's Roxanne talking also. Uh, here's the backwards part. Oh, let me give you volume real quick. Here we go. All right. There you go. And then the phrase in its entirety goes like this. It's okay, Daddy Max. Clear across the country. Just a dumb party. Go on, good daddy. I think it's number four. Number four? Okay, Mandy? I agree. It is number four. Very good. <laughs> I just wanted the excuse to for her to, to play her saying, go on, good daddy. Um, but anyhow, uh, nice job, movie lover Stacy's in the chats. Racking them up, too. Very good. Everybody's got right answers all around. And that was our final game, folks. You've made it through the games portion of the show. Very good showing. I, I appreciate you guys playing along. Very good. And uh, now this is a point in the movie, or in the movie, in the podcast, where we ask 
uh, in the program. In the program, <laughs> would you watch this movie again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a very like, tepid. Yeah, that's that was a, so much enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a five to ten year gap between, but yeah, eventually we'll probably watch it again. Maybe if there was like a kid around that was like, "I really like Goofy," I'd be like, "Oh boy, I have the perfect movie." That we can watch <laughs> Do again. I have a treat for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about electronic music, kiddo? <laughs> nice, Mandy. I mean, oh. No, ahead, no. Mandy, Mandy, how about you? Will you watch this movie again? No, sorry. <laughs> Are you sad you watched it in the first place? No, no, I think that if I would have enjoyed it if I watched it as a child, but sure. probably when I when this came out, I was too busy watching like rated R movies at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just watching yeah. Titanic 40 times or whatever. No, I was, that was way after that. Oh, it <laughs> no, well, it wasn't. It was pretty no. around this time. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. And then VHS kid of Titanic, by the way. Yeah, the, oh, two, yeah. yeah, the double VHS. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. a pretty big splash. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and for me, I would, uh, yeah, I'd watch this movie again. I think it's great. It gives me an excuse to listen to the music again. Uh, I guess I could just go and listen to the music if I had to, but you know, why not? Right. I'll watch this again. Uh, it makes me want to watch the sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen the sequel. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've actually seen a very, it's like a very goofy movie or another goofy movie or something like that. Yeah. An extremely goofy movie. That's the one. I wasn't quite. That's the one where he goes to college or something. And I wonder how much of like back to school with Rodney Dangerfield it is at this point. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'll have to dig into that one and take a look, but uh, yeah, I don't know why that one never crossed my path, but I never, I never saw an extremely goofy movie. Um, all right, so that kind of gets us to the end of the podcast. Now it's time for plugs and stuff. What do you guys got for plugs, and where do you want to point people toward in the real world? Well, hey, uh, the big thing that we've got coming up this week is that we're going to be releasing an album called With Friends Like Bees. You can find that anywhere that you like to stream music, but especially our Bandcamp, and that's katienneedsalife.bandcamp.com. In addition, you can check out some of the other stuff that we're a part of, like I'm a part of the Sounds and Shadows podcast. I'm starting a label called House Show Records. And then I run a thing called DIT Session that, or DIT Sessions that uh, records in studio performances of bands. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Right. Uh, do you guys yeah. have any social media stuff that you want to point people at as far as the band goes or anything like that? Or just uh, the band camp? <laughs> Our social media is at Katie Needs a Life pretty much everywhere. And that's K A T Y, if that is helpful at all. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Go get out there and listen to this. We've, we did play a couple of excerpts during the break and then prior to the podcast starting uh, for the Twitch listeners that were, were jamming out to it too. So people seem to be very perceptive and uh, enjoyed it very much uh, on the Twitch stream. So go out there and listen to it. I enjoyed it myself. You guys sent me a link a couple of days ago and I've been listening to it here and there between. Uh, very nice. Very good stuff. Mandy, uh, do you have anything you want to point people toward out there in the real world? Nope. Stay healthy. COVID's running rampant out there right now. For sure. All right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, do whatever you got to do. A lot of people are like, oh, I waited too long to get vaccinated or whatever. And people are going to think I'm dumb or they're going to treat me bad. Just don't worry about it. Get out there and get it done. That's all we're saying. Uh, don't worry about what other people are talking about. Uh, okay. And then for us, we have some plugs. Uh, just go, uh, to our Instagram. Instagram is where we're going to post, uh, the poster of this movie. I don't know how I'm going to do it guys. I'm supposed to take your faces and replace them with the characters on the movie poster. So it's going to be a bit of a, a project for me, but we'll make it happen. So go check it out on Instagram. You can see it there. 
Uh, we do that for all of the movies that we do. So our previous episodes, they all have the posters and they've all been changed to show our guests faces, which is very exciting for everyone. Um, for me, uh, I've got some news coming up that I can't uh, give out necessarily just yet, but uh, Laugh Fest is coming up and I will be participating in some fashion or another during Laugh Fest, but I can't make the announcement until the official announcement has been made. So, but be sure to prepare for that coming up. It's in March. Laugh Fest at Gilda's, uh, Gilda's Club uh, produces a comedy festival in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Laugh Fest. It's a great time every year and it raises money for uh, people who are coping and dealing with cancer issues and people who have you know, lost someone to cancer. It's a way for them to go and, and help themselves through that whole process. So it's a good cause. It's a good show and it's uh, worth checking into. So go check out Laugh Fest uh, in your downtime. But uh, otherwise, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't have a way to end this without playing a clip. And that's what I do to get myself to stop talking. Uh, and today, the final clip, where'd it go? Well, yeah. first, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was thank awesome. Thank you so much for having us. We love this so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, all right, our final line is going to go like this. How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Uh, three and a half. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. <laughs>